Hello and welcome back to Pals, the podcast where two friends, or pals, talk about an episode of Friends each week, having watched it of course. As always, I'm joined by my friend, pal and co-host Aaron. How you doing? Hello, I'm really good. How are you? Yes, good, good. I should say my name's Greg. Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, how how are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, splendid. I've just been riding a bicycle and looking after babies. Okay, that sounds good. And watching Friends, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that goes without saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> how did you uh, How did you find this week? Um, I found an episode of two halves. Okay. First, math. Second, far better. So. On that, without going into too much detail about the episode itself, we yeah. always make a few notes, obviously, just to, to you know help us remember bits to talk about. And at the end of the episode, I looked down at my notepad and yeah. pretty much bang on halfway through the episode, there's a scene where they're in a dentist. I'm not going to go into it just yeah, yet, yeah. but that's pretty much bang on halfway through. And I looked at my notes at the end and the last note I'd written was in the dentist. Oh, so I hadn't written a note for the second half, and that isn't because there was nothing to write about. It's because I suddenly realised I was like, "Oh God, I'd actually been watching the episode, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and enjoying it rather than having to find things to make notes about." So, so I didn't actually make a note because I was too engrossed in actually enjoying the second half of the episode. Right, I'm just counting there. Right, I've got. When I say uh, 21 lines, right? When I say 21 lines of notes, right, for the first yeah. half, like one line might be the word perk, for example. Right, okay? because it sounds like you've just written a dissertation on yeah, episode 21 two. lines, but I mean, some of them will be like, they're at perk, right? Yeah. 1, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18. And I've wrote 20 for the second half, right? So it's I've almost written it perfect, half on half, and right in the middle is the phrase in capital letters. I don't remember doing this. I was just, you know, writing it. Right. Big time. <laughs> because I well, think it really, really does, halfway through, turn into something far better. It's a really, yeah. really good episode. Before we get into the episode, do yes. you want to summarise it for, 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 well, for us and for the listener in, well, we'll give you 30 seconds. I don't know if you'll need 30 seconds, but let's give yeah. you 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Right. I'm ready. Ready and go. So Monica and Ross's parents are visiting. Uh, Monica is really worried because they always like Ross more. So she hopes that Ross's big news, which is that his lesbian ex-wife is pregnant and living with her new partner, will help her get off a little bit easier. Joey, Phoebe and Chandler have pretty much nothing to do in this episode. They're just sarcastic, dumb or kooky. Uh, Rachel is returning her engagement ring to Barry and she's nervous about it. And that's happening the same day that Ross is going to a baby scan with Carol and Susan. Wow. Nicely done with like three seconds to spare. Well done, yeah. sir. Thanks. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so the first Should thing I know from the beginning, they're in yeah. again. Well, I wanted to take it from before that, actually, before the beginning and like okay. the very, the very, very beginning with the opener. Did you notice oh, yeah, that? Oh, yeah, pulled open, isn't it? Like a, a bit before the credit, isn't it? Oh, I didn't even didn't even register that. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, there is. There's a bit. They're in. Um, they're in Perk. 
just it's before the music they're in oh Perth, yes yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. talking about um like kissing and how that's important uh, that's right. and this for me was the first appearance of stupid joy yeah and also sidebar on joey's hair he has suddenly gelled it to the side so it almost looks more like a set of curtains rather than just a mop head that he had in the last episode. Yeah, but I mean, it's still far from good. It's far from <laughs> good, but it's it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, for right. That's Fair enough. We'll, give him it. we'll give him his credit where it's due. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think through the episode, Joey was still not... He's not proper Joey, but I know what you mean. There was glimpses. Yeah, but he I did stupid things. Talking of first spot, though... I, He's not in the episode at all, but he is in. He is behind the bar in that opening scene. He is. I know who you're going to say. It's our first sighting of Gunther. Yes. What a man. You can is just his hair see, bleached already? Yeah, you can see his bleached blonde head, but Fantastic. He, he doesn't. He's very much in the background and doesn't feature at all. Oh. It was almost like he was um, an extra. Well, he, well, he 100% was an extra, but it's almost as if he was an extra, but then. Maybe they gave him the job after that because he certainly wouldn't have been on his his full wage for that, surely, because he was literally just ahead for like yeah. And I mean, that. obviously, by by the end of like series ten, his full wage must have been upwards of forty five pounds per episode. Yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I, oh no, I was going to say on the openers, I was surprised to see that they sort of. They've already integrated it with lots of different clips from further on in the series. So, yeah, they've obviously gone back and done it or something. I, I, oh, didn't, yeah. I, I didn't see it personally. I know on the first one, it's entirely them dipping about in the uh, in the fountain, isn't it? Yeah. So, so in this when one, they... what, it's like clips of them in the fountain, but then also yes. this was in a wedding dress or whatever. Well, yeah, no, yeah. But it's future episodes. Are stitched in, so a glimpse. So yeah, so in my head, they must have recorded the pilot with nothing, obviously, just the yeah. fountain. Then they must have recorded everything, if not all the series, a lot of the series before they released episode two, because there's a lot of different scenes stitched into the opener. Well, yeah, that or at some point in the intervening 26 years, they've gone back and redone the opener. Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe before the like Netflix release or whatever, yeah, yeah, or, yeah maybe. I'm not sure. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But I'm, I'm glad you were paying attention from the very beginning. Did you still enjoy the theme tune? I loved it. <laughs> I can't, I can't help but clap as well, or at least go. <laughs> You're such a mark. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't help it. You can't yeah. help it. But um, um, I know the. So, like, when the episode actually opens, they're at the museum for Ross's job, and that's the first that's the first place outside of the apartment perk or that one scene where the um, the other chef's frying lettuce. Yeah, we're we're opening up a bit more into the characters Actual a life. little bit more, and um, we were sort of going right. This is what this guy does. This is going to be him now. Sort of, we're sort of expanding on the characters a little bit. Uh, All right. Well. On that note, let's expand into the character of Ross, who last episode was wearing chinos with four-inch turn-ups. Yeah. Now he's wearing a denim shirt with a tie. Yeah, and, and yes, and later on in the episode, there's a t-shirt underneath. <laughs> and late, later on in the episode, when he goes for 
the sonogram with yeah. his ex-wife and uh, Carol and Susan. Yeah. He's wearing Chino's a really large collared shirt and a like a beige waistcoat. God, I didn't even clock that. What Which is that? It's a really strange look for a man who's going for a that. sonogram. He's like no. two different kinds of cowboy and chinos. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like it's not like I'm not talking suit pants and like a, a suit waistcoat. It was like chinos, like a, a weirdy creamy beigey waistcoat, and then like a <sighs> like a bluey, really large, almost almost um, Saturday Night Fever esque right. collar. Yeah. Um, do Do you want to? Uh, I mean, do you want to mention it, or do you just want to gloss over that we've got rubbish, Carol? Well, well I want to tell you. So, I did a bit of reading about rubbish, Carol. So, what uh, rubbish, Carol is? We get another actress later down the line who plays Carol, and she is quintessential Carol. Yeah, she's sort of. But she's sarcastic Carol, and got a bit more to her. Yeah, yeah, a lot more personality. This Carol, this is the only time we're going to see this Carol. She was oh, in it? one episode and one episode only, apparently. I did a bit oh, of reading thought, on her because I... thought I, she was in a couple. I knew she wasn't in many. I thought, oh, right, OK. God, though, well, really I really like her. Yeah, well I, well, I can't remember ever seeing this Carol, so I was a bit confused, so that's why I looked into it. Now, uh, this Susan, Carol... Same Susan all the way through, and she's also a gem. Yeah, absolutely, she's the same one. But this Carol... Apparently, when they were doing auditions, she wanted to be one of the friends. She auditioned to be one of the six. And oh, she had no chance. Well, she had no chance. You're quite right. They said that. They said, you, we're not going to give you that place. We've already cast those those people. But you can, we've got this uh, character. Do you want to be this character? Apparently, she took that character, Carol, and then... After, between the you know that episode and the next episode, yeah. she basically got offered a bigger part in a different program, and then just said, "Well, I'm done," and just well, turned it, her back on Friends for a what bigger. What was the other program? Because I don't think it was any big loss. No, I I didn't know that. I didn't get that deep into it. But mm. like you say, I can't. I mean, she's not a standout, so she probably would have been better no. off. She probably be better known as Carol. Rubbish, she, Carol. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, because we know that other Carol, if we saw her on something else, we'd go, oh, it's Carol from Friends. Yeah, but, um, yeah. there's a film I like uh, called Sideways, which is um, like uh, about 15 years old. It's um, it's just about uh, two middle-aged blokes having a midlife crisis and drinking wine. And um, the main character's ex-wife is Susan. Mm-hmm. And when she comes on screen, I'm like, ah, Susan. Oh, it's actually Susan. Yeah, it's a Susan actress. And I don't know what she's, she's called. called. Oh, she's I don't know what she's called, called in that. <laughs> oh, I thought she was called Susan in both. That would be yeah, that would be a real slap in the face for the for the viewer. Yeah, <laughs> sideways Susan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, when when rubbish Carol tells Ross that she's pregnant, his response is awful. He goes like pregnant, and then yeah. the suit just ends. <laughs> Pugnant. <laughs> yeah, he is a little bit odd. He's like overly goofy still, isn't he, at the minute? Yeah, Pugnant. Talking about the character sort of arcs, he's sort of overly goofy still. 
I was quite happy with Phoebe this week because she was kind of toned down a little bit. Yeah, she wasn't really there. She wasn't there, but every time she got involved, it was kind of, it was a bit more subtle, her sort mm-hmm. of, she was a bit more Phoebe. She was like, she was chucking the odd little comment in, but nothing, yeah. it wasn't overly stupid. Well, uh, clean freak Monica makes an appearance. Obviously, that becomes a thing later down the line. This is her, like, really getting the, the apartment ready for the parents coming. And she's like, obviously, that's later on when she's, like, nuts about, she's got the messy cupboard and stuff like that. But she, the, the place has to be spick and span. This is the first time we see that. Yeah, and also, a character arc. Also, the first time we see a classic Chandler inflection when oh, he speaks. Be, what does he say? Could I be anymore? No, no, it's not that. We've not had the classic could I be anymore yet, but it is to do with the pillows that Monica's fluffing, which was what reminded me. He does the um, he, the flatness of a child's pillow is what he says. In, yeah, in, oh, but he like he overpronounces the of like he does when he says could I be anymore? It's, does he? The flatness of a child's pillow. And I was right. like, oh, that's classic Chandler already. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I picked that one out, actually. That's good. Yeah, it was in, it was in, um, it was when she was fluffing the pillow, basically. And he, it was his rebuttals or something or other. But right. yeah, I just, it was so, it's so sort of, it grates on you. But because you know that it's Chandler and that's going to be one of his things and you kind of go, oh, that's nice. And sort yeah, of smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Talking about smiling, did you notice that how highly they'd turned the canned laughter up since the pilot? No, no. I just, I always just, I, I switch off to it as soon as I put it on. I don't like it, but I just tune it out. It's, it, it really, that does great on me. It, it really does. I'm going to have to try and tune out because I, I don't like, think as I don't many need to be told to do it. Laugh. No, that's it. If it's going to be funny. I'll decide if it's funny. Don't yeah, tell me yeah. when it's going to be funny. Um, we yeah. could, speaking of which, we could probably do some with some canned laughter on this podcast, maybe. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I, I, it's going to take some getting used to. It's a very 1990s American Troll. thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, what have I got here? Oh, ugly naked guy. Yeah, he's the first first spot. First. First spotting, kind of. They had certainly they spot him for the well, first time in the program. Yeah, that's good. Um, and uh, also, she. So it sounds like they're going to set it up into a thing. Like, oh, uh, Rachel is looking for the ring, and she's accidentally baked it into a lasagna. Um, but that that situation resolves itself instantly. So that uh, you think that's going to be a setup for something that's going to happen in the episode. It's not. It's immediately resolved by Joey eating the lasagna. Yeah, and then is, they go on. Yeah, which is classic Joey again, oh, isn't sorry. it? Just like, yeah. I'm not going to waste this food. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the dinner itself with the parents, right, two things that stood out to me, right, so the parents come over and uh, just for a standard dinner, now Ross is going to, the, uh, it's, it's told, we're told that the parents are always having a go at Monica um, yeah. for being a disappointment, basically, and yeah, yeah. Ross is the blue-eyed boy put on a pedestal and perfect in every way. So Ross, so Monica is basically trying to encourage Ross to tell his parents that a his wife has left him and the reasons why. Well, they know they know that 
she's left him, but they don't need the reasons why. And B, that she's now pregnant with his child. Yeah. Um, and so she's trying to encourage him to say that, to try and take the heat off her so that they're not just having to go at her the whole time. Yeah. Now, two things. They're sat on the dinner table, which is... Oh, no, sorry. They're sat on the sofas, which is yeah. no more than, what, four or five metres from the kitchen? Okay. And she says to Ross, Ross, can you come and help me with the pasta? Because she wants to speak to him, like, secretly and private. Yeah. yeah. Rather than whispering, she, top of her voice, goes, and so do you plan to tell them about the baby at all today? <laughs> and are they, is it ever explained that they're hard of hearing? Because they can only be four metres away from her, and she's saying it top <laughs> volume. So well, I, I don't hear it. something. We've got to hear it. I'm not having that one. Yeah, but you can still whisper like this and hear it on the camera. <laughs> this is totally unrelated, right? But this reminds me of... I remember when I was a kid, my dad was really, really angry at an advert, right? Because it was an advert on which like, the, the, the person in it makes themselves a bacon sandwich and yeah. absolutely lathers the bacon sandwich in brown sauce. And it's like... It is a disgusting amount of brown sauce. And then he eats the sandwich and he loves it, right? The advert was for the brown sauce. And my dad went, that's just too much brown sauce. It's not realistic. I'm like, yeah, but it's an advert for that. Like, you, you think it's got to be front and centre. That's like you going, well, I can hear them playing his day saying that. Like, yeah, but you have to. It's on the telly. If they were just whispering in the corner, you wouldn't know what they were saying either. But the sound, bo- the, the boom, the boom mic is a lot closer to the her than yeah. the parents are. So yeah. she could whisper and that boom mic would pick her up and we, the, the it viewer, would... It sounds very have... reasonable, mate, but you're just yeah. a man shouting at brown sauce. Well, <laughs> if, you want, if you thought I was shouting at that, flash forward two or three minutes and they're all sat there eating spaghetti, right? Right. Spaghetti bolognese that she's had to make because of the ruined lasagna from earlier. Oh, yeah. And the chef that's oh, made... We're going to have lasagna and they're having that and there's a complaint from the mother, but both of them are pasta. Both of them are pasta and, like, tomato-y based, yeah. yeah. And the chef, though, that has made this, brackets Monica, yep. right, knowing that she's having pasta and uh, spaghetti bolognese, well, having spaghetti bolognese, which is easily one of the most messy dinners up there. Fine. She's wearing a bright white top. Uh, that is madness amateur it's madness like <laughs> she's the one that's cooking it she knows what's coming my granddad always used to say to me you wear a top that suits the dinner you're going to be eating i.e whoa he, that's crazy <laughs> no if listen if he was having if he knew he was having a steak and he was going to be having mustard he'd wear a yellow jumper if he was having <laughs> breakfast and he was going to have red sauce on it Red T-shirt, oh gravy brown. He always what, said, to me, "What if you went colour. out for a meal? Hey? You got a, if you went out for a meal, you got to pick from the menu based on what you're already wearing." Well, if he was making dinner at home, because I remember spilling myself on uh, spilling something on myself once when I was a kid, and he was like, and I'd mark my shirt, and he was like, "See, always wear the same colour top as the food you're going to be eating, like the sauce that you're going to be eating with that food." God, bad man. Yeah. It was a yeah. captain in our British Army, mate. <laughs> they <Yeah>. know. <laughs> God, is that what they're teaching them? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, um, I wrote down some of the lines from Monica's horrible mother, um, which was about the... Obviously, she makes the offhand comment you've said about the spaghetti, like, oh, pasta again or whatever, or how hard or how difficult or something like that. And she makes a comment about the pillow. She also goes... Um, when they're talking about Rachel walking out of Barry, she goes, oh, at least she had a chance to leave a man at the altar. Yeah. Did you get that? I, I thought that was really, really horrible. Um, yeah. But their dad is fantastic. He's one of my favourite characters. He's like just... I, I, there's like lots of things that people know him off. Like, I think he, you might have him on this and then like Ocean's Eleven or whatever, because I think he's on yeah. that. But like, I just think he's really, really excellent. Like, great old-fashioned Jewish comedian delivery on everything. Yeah, and yeah, like, I agree. When he's like, even, like, you were always a happy child, even when you were chubby with no friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he says it so, he says it so jovially. Um, yeah, yeah. It doesn't even seem, it doesn't seem nasty in any way. It seems like you just want to kind of agree with him and smile because yeah. because he just seems so lovely, even though he's the words he's saying are so cruel. <laughs> I, I really did like the when when Ross does go like he says it all in like one sort of complex sentence. He's like, "She's left me. She's gay. She's pregnant." Blah blah blah. blah. And then the mum turns around and goes, "And you knew about this." <laughs> That's a good it's one. Monica, yeah. She can't yeah. get a break, can she, at all? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was good. Um, I also, and we've gone past it in terms of chronology, but as when Ross comes in and he's saying about her being pregnant, um, he goes, like, oh, they say that I can be involved how I want to be, but I don't have to be. And I just made the point, like, I paused it while I was making my notes and wrote, these are some really laid-back lesbians, and then press play, and then Phoebe literally says... Wow, she's so great. I miss her. Like as soon as I typed, I was like, "Oh, like if I hadn't paused that there, I wouldn't have had to write that line down because they say it themselves." <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean about Phoebe. She was chipping in with the odd little, yeah. uh, the odd little comment. The the last bit of the first half of the episode is them having what looks like a lock in at Central Perk. Yeah, uh, which, is, which is odd. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, we get the mention about Phoebe's twin. And Chandler makes a good joke about his parents preferring his imaginary friend over him, which I thought was good. But then the the scene stealer is uh, Ross's excellent chat up line, which is when he's trying to give her advice about going to uh, give Rachel advice about going to see Barry the next day. He says, "Don't look too terrific," which will be yeah. hard or something like that. Brilliant line, excellent. Yeah, uh, I think I think he came out in, in in his own a little bit in this episode. He, and I mean, it was very it was focused around. Ross obviously more or less it was more or yeah. less Ross's episode but I thought he was great in this episode is um is that goofy kind of at the end again right at the end when uh he's got his hand on the back of the sofa and she puts her oh yes she like leans on him and he just stays there <laughs> yeah but he well his whole body moves awkwardly but he doesn't move his hand at all but he doesn't know yeah. what to do with the rest of his body and he's and I think that kind of uh, socially awkward goofiness that he's started showing is is great. I thought he was really. I back in the nineties, he was always my least favorite character, and and people always used to rave about him. And I kind of see it a little bit more now retrospectively. I thought yeah, the delivery I was really good. When, when I was a kid, I think my favorite was probably Joey because that's if you're younger, that's the you can get his humor a bit more, can't you? Because he's the stupid one, so he's probably. Yeah. Cool. At your level, 
Yeah, he's immature. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's immature. I'm ready to move to part two, mate, because I thought this is where it happened. Yeah, go for so it. So, what I've done in my notes is I've split them up because the episode is taking place in two places. Uh, one of them is Rachel seeing Barry, and the other one is Ross going to the sonogram. Mm-hmm. So I've split them into, like, instead of just going like, there, 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 I've gone, right, here's all the things I've got about that one and here's all the ones about that. So for for the Barry scene, I've wrote down that Barry does look like Mr. Potato Head, which is something that was mentioned in the last one. When she first, when Rachel first appears in Perk and she's like, why, do, oh, how come we've run out on him? She's like, oh, I realised um, he reminded me of Mr. Potato Head. I thought he always looked really familiar. And when they've chosen the actor, I can see that because he's like, yeah. he's a little potato man. And I mean, I've just wrote Robbie over and over again. Total Rob- scene stealer. Oh, well, uh, well, we're moving on there a little bit. Let me I tell know, you I now mean, then. I don't, uh, let's just say it. I mean, yeah. he's my, he's my pal. Best he's pal. my best pal. Yeah, absolutely. What a, yeah. What a, absolute episode stealer it's like loads of little eye rolls and sighs and like bits of shock when he says like this is going to hurt and stuff like that um yeah. but he was great a little eight-year-old kid in the background yeah um, his performance was excellent both uh, both audibly and visually like, like just offhand in the background like rolling his eyes and stuff it yeah. really really good I liked him a lot I wrote and Barry's all his Arsenal. line deliveries all his line deliveries were great as well like he, yeah. he absolutely nailed all his lines perfectly yeah um, I brought Barry's an arsehole for going to Aruba um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, getting hair plugs and lenses following on from something that I said last, last time about when they sat having the meal uh, no, not the meal, the breakfast, you know, after the wine guy left. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I thought these people don't care about each other at all because she goes, now that I'm with Mindy, I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's just saying all that. Yeah, straight to his, presumably, like, presumably they've been together for years to, you know, to get to the point where they were going to get married. So you presume... I mean, a wedding takes probably a year to plan itself. So you're probably talking, you'd think, even if it was a, like quite a new relationship, you're thinking two or three years minimum. Yeah. And just to say that sort of blatantly, I mean, to be fair to him, he is the one that's been stood up. I don't know if I agree with he being a, him being an arsehole for going to Aruba because if he's paid for that and yeah, she... Oh, I mean, not just him. I mean, with her, with yeah. the unseen Mindy. That's what I was going to say. With the Min- with Mindy, that is an arsehole move. But yeah. I think going to Aruba, if if I'd just been stood up at the altar and I paid for this holiday, and I'm a bit depressed. Yeah, exactly. Go and sit on a beach somewhere, drink a few beers, meet some strangers, and and just so you don't have to talk to anyone about it because if you stay right where you are all your friends all your family just want to talk to you about it so yeah yeah but no definite arsehole move taking uh, Rachel's best friend yeah 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 but I uh, yeah I just I I can't believe how much they don't care about each other's feelings (laughs) at all these these humans Um, Robbie steals it one last bit by just going like hello at the end which is just (laughs) meant I'm all for Robbie like what a, what a lad 
I wonder yeah. what happened to him. I didn't look enough, actually. I should have looked to see if he had any other uh, acting chops. Oh, he would have gone on to big things, mate, without a doubt. Look at him at the Oscars, I reckon. Yeah. Um, the other half of what's happened is them at the Summer Ground, the all by, or what did they say? All BGYN, I think they call them over there. Yeah. The, that's the doctor type. Um, I liked Ross. He, he picks up like a a model thing off a shelf and accidentally like throws a baby in the air and his yeah. panic's really good as he's going to catch it. That looks really good. That was funny. Yeah, that's funny. His performance was brilliant. Like that was, that was excellent to, to flick it up, catch it and look, look so manic. Square. And then yeah, it was but, good. Uh, you would call that like comedy business. That was good. Yeah. Like, it was almost like slapstick style, wasn't it? Yeah. But, but it was excellent and tended to, to sort of get it all under control again. It was, was really good. Yeah. Um, I felt for him when they said that they were going to they, pick the names, Marlon and Minnie, which he didn't know about. They yeah. Like, oh, we picked these names. And he's like, what, without even asking us? I thought, oh, sad Ross. And it, it, I found it unbelievably bizarre that when they're discussing the baby's surname, what the baby's surname's going to be, she... Yeah. Susan, Susan's name's in the mix at all. I find that unbelievable. Because they're not no, married or anything. No, I don't. Really? But they're uh, not, there's no commitment there, right? If, you, if you're not married, but you get someone pregnant, there's a level of commitment because you're sharing a baby. If you right. get married, but don't have a baby, there's a level of commitment because you're married. She's just a girlfriend. That yeah. She's only... She's only been with, she couldn't have been with that long because if Ross has got Carol pregnant, that's only been in the last, say, two or three months that he's got her pregnant. So presumably, she's only been with Susan for the last two or three months. Well, I mean, we find out in flashback episode that, no, she's been seeing her for a bit longer than that because she was running off to the gym and stuff like that, wasn't she? Right. But, um, but long but, enough yeah, to I see the point. Commit, yeah, long enough to commit to this to a girlfriend yeah. and go I'm going to name my baby after you that even if I was Susan I'd be a little bit whoa this is a lot to handle right now <laughs> put the brakes on yeah. I um, so I found a different thing in that bit when they're going on about the surnames so with the start with them going if it's a boy Marlon and Minnie if it's a girl and Ross is like oh Minnie Mouse and then when they're doing the surname bit she says oh we talked about Helen Willock Bunch but they'd already settled on the names. They'd already said Marlon and Minnie. Where's Helen come from? <laughs> like, that was a, it's just a lie. They just lied there. I didn't pick up on that. That's quite yeah, true. See, I didn't pick up on that. Sure. Um, he says Helen Geller, which is a good joke. Oh, you know, Helen Keller, who's like the, was she like blind and deaf or something and then got it back? She's like I, an American, like cultural thing. Right, okay. They make know. a lot of jokes about in South Park, basically, but it's like I thought that was good because there's no reason to have put that in other than it's just a funny little rhyme that made me chuckle. Yeah. Um, but I, oh, I've wrote I like Carol, but I don't. I like Susan, not not Carol. Screw yeah, she Carol. Was a... I like Susan. She was like really sarcastic. Like her, her, Ross and Susan had some good back and forth, and she's like really like spicy with them. Like yeah, pointed. She it's unfortunate for her that she was up against the best this week. If she hadn't been head to head against Robbie, 
then she would have been a shoe in for best pal. I can't believe you meant that because I thought you meant Ross. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, uh, no, right, no. Yeah. I'm boy Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Um, I thought the the midwife or OBGYN or whatever uh, coming in when she says, any, any nausea? And they all go, yeah, that was a really good gag. Yeah. Um, it was quite, do you know, then, then she walks out, as she's saying, I actually meant the uh, the mother. She yeah. pushes Carol down on her back, goes to turn the monitor on, and then says, just lie down for me, please. Literally just pushed her onto her back. <laughs> you got no choice. You are. Yeah, that is not a good bedside manner. Like she's pushed yeah. her down, and then after the event, gone. Just lie down for me, please. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> what I did know is that she found the baby's heartbeat incredibly fast. Yeah, the time it like, took Ross to walk from the bed to the door. Like we've both, we've both got babies and we've both been to those scans and it takes a minute and a bit of searching and you always have like the before you actually get the proper one you get like the little whispers of heartbeat she just turns the thing on and it's like whoop, 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 whoop. she's good <laughs> yeah I remember Real going um, to that scan and I remember them saying that for the first scan you needed to make sure you had a nice full bladder to help push the baby yeah, to yeah, the yeah. top now, Christine, I'd been panicking, thinking Christine doesn't drink enough fluids, my wife, and I'd made her down a couple of pints of water before we went. Anyway, flash forward, sitting in the waiting room for an hour, as you do, she's absolutely bursting for the loo, and I'm saying, you can't go, you can't go, you'll have an empty bladder. We get into the sonogram, and the, um, the, the uh, I don't know, I forget the lady's name, but the nurse that does the, does the sonogram said... I've never seen a bladder this full. <laughs> You're going to go and have to empty some of it out. Otherwise, I'm yeah. never going to be able to see the baby. It was too much bladder in the screen. <laughs> but that didn't come well. No. Uh, right, listen, um, we, need to, we need to start wrapping this up. Who was your best friend? Ross. Yeah, uh, no complaints. Some episode from Ross. He's just funny, doing some good bits. Saved it in the second half. First half of the episode, nah. Second half, he's being funny, very sarky. Yeah, like we've already touched on, his deliveries were excellent. His sort of um, his portrayal of the the goofy, socially awkward um, guy was was brilliant. You know, the um, the former nerd at school that's trying to trying to change his um, yeah. career later life. It was it was perfect. He he was brilliant. So. Uh, I had a newfound appreciation for him than I did in the back of the 90s. So Two two thumbs up for Ross. What about yeah. uh, who's your worst friend? Well, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't, again, even though we did it last week, I didn't think we were picking worst friends, so I've not looked. Ah. I'm just, off the top of my head there, I've just wrote Phoebe, just because, I think she was better than last week, but still no, still no. Yeah, if, if, well, if we have to have a worst one, she's the worst one. Yeah, if we had to, I would... Oh, probably go for Joey again if I'm being honest. Yeah, just, I just it's don't a, like. It's one of those three because they didn't do anything. Yeah, he's just got that. To me, he's still got that cocky arrogance, which I know he's going to lose, but it's still grating on me too much at the minute. All right, um, who's your worst pal? Um, probably Barry. Ah, oh, Barry. I brought Judy. Judy. As in Monica, the oh. mom. 
Yeah, very close, actually. Yeah, very yeah, close. Yeah, maybe Barry. Yeah, I can see that. All right, fair enough. Yeah, fine. And then let's say say it together, mate. Who's your best pal? It's Robbie. Well, we, we've already touched on that. It's got to be Robbie, but hands down, what he a was lad. a million miles ahead of everyone else. What a lad. I want, they did the spin-off series, Joey. I want to see the spin-off series, Robbie. Just him getting his braces tightened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, hey, just before we finish, uh, there's an after-credits scene where they're just in the flat. Yeah. Um, first of all, they get a sonogram video. I, I didn't get that. You just get photos. Yeah, but it's America, you have to pay for everything, so that was probably an extra, right. extra can, bit on right, bill. I'll let you excuse that one away. Uh, and then Rachel is on the phone doing that funny little answer machine message or whatever to Mindy, right over the top of him having a sonogram party. Again, these people do not care for each other's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> bad friends. Terrible, terrible. It's, it's just go in the other room. It's a, cordless, it's a cordless phone, just go in the other room. Yeah, just leave. Do it in ten minutes. You don't Let always have to be the centre of attention, Rachel. You don't. Ha- <laughs> it doesn't have to be about you. <laughs> Screw these people. Right, vast, vast improvement on last week. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we haven't we haven't ranked it. Um, for me, oh, two halves. If we could split it in half, like the first half of the episode is like a three, and the second half is a. It could be, it could be touching a five? It's good. Well, I'm, I'm, get, I'm giving it a four. Again. A four again. I'm going to, well. It's yeah. an improvement for me. I have to give it more. I went two last week. I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it a five this week because it is a vast. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, we're out of six, aren't we? I'm going to give it a four. I beg your pardon. Right. Okay. Yeah. Four out of six because I think it is a vast improvement. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Like you say, though, rescued by the second half, without a doubt. Yeah. Because yeah. the second half was really funny. I like that you didn't make any notes because you were too busy watching it. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that's why I've got to give it the credit. It's due. Yeah. Right. It's good. Thank you very much for joining us this week. We will be watching episode three next week, and we look forward to talking to you then. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, yeah. I hope we continue this upward trajectory in episodes, mate. Because one was a drag, and this one was good. See you next week, pal. (laughs) Bye, pal. (laughs) 